Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of At Your Service. Brad Young in with you tonight. Gotten a lot of texts, so appreciate all of that. One text uh, talking about our previous topic and interview, abortion laws. Abortion is murder. It's not acceptable birth control. A child is not a pawn. A child is a precious life. Thank you, Mary Lynn. Uh, also, uh, a couple of uh, one one person in particular has been texting, uh, talking about the uh, At Your Service podcast being kind of hard to find on uh, the Odyssey app. But uh, producer extraordinary uh, extraordinaire Matt Pajeski has confirmed that yes, it is on the uh, Odyssey app, and you can find it. Just have to be diligent. It's also available on the uh, Apple Podcast and also the Downcast app as well. So however you catch it, whether it's that or even on 98.7 FM here in the St. Louis area or, of course, 1120, 50,000 red hot watts, however you catch us, we're glad that you do. Uh, I've been talking about the Jesse Smollett story for a long, long time, and 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 the reason being is it, it's nothing against Jesse Smollett. Uh, I mean, he, he was a he's a liar and a cheater, and those are his good points. But that's not the reason why I bring up the story. I mean, I think the bigger angle of the story is how gullible the mainstream media is, and how gullible the left is to accept a narrative that fits their worldview even when there's no evidence, there was no evidence to support the claim by Jesse Smollett. And so that's why, I mean, listen, Kamala Harris texted right after the incident where she said, this was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Well, you're right, Vice President Harris. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or the color of their skin. But Jesse Smollett never feared for his life. He paid folks 3500 bucks to do it to him. So, come on. I mean, who couldn't figure this one out? You don't have to be Angela Lansbury or Sherlock Holmes to figure out that this entire thing was a scam from the get-go. I mean, when they arrested him, he was still holding a Subway sandwich in his hand. Who who was ever attacked and the first thing you do is hold on to the sandwich. You're going to drop the sandwich and run. Come on. I don't care how great of a sandwich it is. You're not going to hold on to the sandwich through an attack. I mean, that alone should have told you the whole thing was fake. Uh, but, of, <laughs> but of course, uh, you know, then uh, Senator Biden said, and I'm quoting, what happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. You're right. It. It shouldn't be tolerated. We should never tolerate hoax crimes in order to make a point, a political point. You are exactly right, Mr. President. Uh, but he said we must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor. We don't. That homophobia is and racism have no place in our streets or in our hearts. You're right, Mr. President. But does lying have a place in our streets and our hearts? Because that's what Jesse Smollett did. And the left bought it hook, line, and sinker. They truly, truly did. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because today the, the city of Chicago announced that they are going to sue Jesse Smollett for $130,000 
because of the police investigation into his fake hate crime. And also those uh, those two Nigerian brothers, you know, those guys look like weightlifters that somehow Smollett said were uh, uh, MAGA country Trump lovers. Uh, I, I didn't know that they loved Trump in Nigeria. But uh, but but my point is, is that they're going to sue Jesse Smollett, too. So, listen, if you are a lawyer representing Jesse Smollett, it's good. It's a good time to be a lawyer representing Jesse Smollett because it's going to you're going to be busier. You're going to be busier uh, than uh, uh, than plaintiff's attorneys that chase metro buses down the street in downtown St. Louis. You're going to be really busy. If you're representing Jesse Smollett right now. So uh, uh, he's in a world of hurt and he should be because he played on the consciousness of otherwise perhaps good hearted Americans. And he played on their sympathies and their biases to make a political statement. And it came back to haunt him. And I'm glad it did. Because he lied about it, and then he lied on the stand. And that's another interesting thing. You know, we've seen so many celebrity lawsuits and legal proceedings going on very recently, whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse, whether now we're going to see this the Waukesha SUV driver, Daryl Brooks. We've seen uh, the guys in Alabama. We've seen a lot of these celebrity-type cases going forward. And when a defendant testifies in his own defense— Typically, they're not charged for perjury. But folks, Jesse Smollett could be charged with perjury for lying on the stand because everything he said was false about the incident, about how it happened, about not paying the Nigerian brothers, about all of that. He lied on the stand. And lying in court has consequences. So not only is he going to be sued by the city of Chicago, not only is he going to be sued by uh, the Nigerian brothers who he paid to, to help with the with this scam, he could be charged with perjury, and I hope that he is. Speaking of lying, uh, I don't know if this falls into that category or not, but St. Louis University is in the news. My alma mater graduated from there from law school. Uh, they're threatening a student with expulsion or suspension Are they lying about this? I don't know. I mean, I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the university because the student was simply advertising for a conservative speaker off campus, and they're threatening him now and perhaps even making something up about how this incident went down. I don't know. We're going to have to wait to see how that pans out. But we're going to talk to the student involved in this incident, James Dowling. We're going to talk to him next on At Your Service on Camo X. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, welcome back to Camo X. Uh, I'm a 1990 graduate of St. Louis University School of Law. Uh, whenever I do public speaking at conferences or or, or uh, lawyer seminars, I always like to say that you don't have to graduate from SLU Law to be a great attorney, but why would you ever want to take the chance? I don't know that I can say that now. I don't know because this story has got me troubled because St. Louis University is threatening a student with expulsion or suspension simply because he was advertising for a conservative speaker off campus. Now, this story broke yesterday nationally, but I still have not seen this being covered locally. So joining us this evening to give us uh, his side of the events uh, is St. Louis University student James Dowling. Hey, James, how are you doing these days? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know you've been under a lot of pressure and and, uh, your phone's been ringing off the wall. So thank you for taking time to talk with us this evening on Camo X. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of BS that the that slew through this on me during finals week, but yeah, you know, we're chugging through. I understand. Well, let's start at the beginning again. We're talking to James Dowling. Let's start at the beginning. You're in your junior year at SLU. Uh, what are you studying? Uh, finance with a real estate concentration. Okay. And then a minor in entrepreneurship. Very good. That's what we need, more entrepreneurs. That's what makes this country work and makes it strong. So thank you. So you were posting flyers on Grand Avenue promoting a speaking engagement for a conservative commentator, Matt Walsh. Is that right? Yes. Now, uh, uh, sorry, I'm skipping around with my thoughts here, but where were you posting these flyers? Uh, so this was in in a uh, middle section of a crosswalk that uh, cuts over Grand Avenue. Um, it's to to my knowledge, and, and nobody has tried to dispute me on this fact from the university side, but it, it is not university pro- uh, property. Okay. And with, with this conduct process, they uh, they let me know that. I guess I need to provide proof that it's not their property. Oh, so um, you have to prove you have to provide proof of your innocence as opposed to the university having to to uh, come up with and develop proof of your guilt. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's very unlike the U.S. justice system. This this conduct process. So. Um, so you were posting these flyers, and these flyers were going to were doing what? Advertising for Matt Walsh speaking? Yeah, I mean the the uh, posters themselves, you know, in its entirety, it says "Slew College Republicans and Young America's Foundation proudly present Matt Walsh at St. Louis University in the Coronado Wednesday, December first, seven p.m." Then I had uh, the the website for the event, slucrs.org/walsh. 
um, these administrators. I guess they were taking offense to the mention of SLU on these posters, which, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that, you know, that they even have a right to, to say that we can't post their name at all anywhere. Right. But, um, you know, they said this and I was, I was more than happy to, to compromise. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from. I'll well, take a sharpie and cross that everywhere. Yeah, before, but before we get to that, though, I want to get to this other point, because as I understand it, Matt Walsh was trying to initially speak uh, at an on-campus event but the university wouldn't allow it. Is that right? Um, yeah. So with with uh, Matt Walsh getting on campus, so he was originally supposed to speak in the um, in the wool ballroom uh, of SLU, and then I think the the negotiations to have him there kind of fell through when when SLU was demanding that he um, follow their unreasonable COVID measures and. and do things like wear a mask while at the podium when that's not something that they've consistently enforced or, or demanded mm-hmm. of their speakers. Now, um, have it, you seen in the, all that? Have you seen in the past, uh, James, that the university would allow liberal or progressive speakers on campus without the similar type of of uh, insane and uh, uh, regulations? and uh, overextending regulations uh you know I, i've seen the same i don't want to i don't want to uh, uh speak specifics on on similar things but you know there there's been speakers like the uh the guy from blues clues came and you know sleuths got up on their social media pictures of, of them students and, and all these these people taking a picture all close together without their masks on. So, I mean, the the standard and the, and the double mm-hmm. standard that they create with their with their COVID rules um, really, really don't make this a, a consistent process. Understood. We're talking to St. Louis University student James Dowling, and uh, so at this point, you are posting these flyers on property that did not was not owned or controlled by St. Louis University, promoting an event that was not located on or uh, on or about property owned or controlled by St. Louis University. And then what? Did some university uh, staff members or administration officials come up to you? In other words, what was the first uh, what was the first sign that you had that they had a problem with your flyers? Yeah, so uh, Jackie Weber, the, the director of the Student Involvement Center, and then David Young, the director of the Bush Student Center, they came out to us in the middle of the crosswalk, and, and they were like, you guys aren't allowed to post these here. And, you know, we immediately understood that as them trying to take control over this this uh, this public property, and, and we're like, well, this is public property, so, like, actually we don't have to take these down. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it got known to us that they were here complaining because SLU was on the posters. So, you know, we just crossed it out. And after that, they, they decided that they needed to stick around for, for much longer to just harass us hmm. and so, demand that we, that we remove them. Got it. So I've seen a copy of the letter that SLU sent to you. And school officials also allege that you were confrontational 
or disrespectful uh, from your perspective? Do you think you were confrontational or disrespectful? Um, no, not at all. I mean, and the the allegation that that I'm controversial and they're uh, confrontational in the first place. You know, I'm not the one who who walked into their office and and started posting up flyers and and harassing them about you know, Matt Walsh is the best or whatever, nothing like that. These people came out to me and started making unreasonable demands and I suppose got butt hurt when, when they didn't get their way. Mm-hmm. So you had a Zoom meeting, I understand, with disciplinary officials at St. Louis University earlier this month. During this preliminary disciplinary meeting that was via Zoom, did, did you tell the university officials that the flyers were posted off campus for a speaker who was also speaking off campus? Yeah, you know, I, uh, they're, they're well aware of, of, you know, where it is. And, and they're in, I don't know if you, if you saw the, the language of the letter, but I did. They, for whatever reason, it's, it's very unspecific. They said that the incident itself happened on or about uh, December 1st, and then um, the uh, happened on or about December 1st, and then at or around the the crosswalk area. So, I mean, and they they do no effort to to not to not not claim it as as a university property, and, and it seems like they're trying to definitely exercise power over this this piece of public property. Hmm. Yeah, we're, we're talking to St. Louis U student uh, James Dowling. And James, as I read that letter, and I read it more than once, I didn't see anything in there that was specific about the charges that they're leveling against you other than this vague notion of you were confrontational and you were disruptive when they approached you. But as you even as you sit here today, do you know what regulations that you're being charged with violating with St. Louis University? Um, no, not really. I mean, basically the extent of what I know about what they're coming after me with is that I'm confrontational and disrespectful. And, uh, there's a third word. I, I can't think of it, but, uh, you know, the, those three words to describe the entire interaction, they're coming after me with that. And it's, Wow. I assume that their entire conduct case against me is the word of these two administrators. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really know what they're standing on, why this process hasn't been. Yeah, because no one on college down. campus, no one on a college campus, James, is ever confrontational or disrespectful. That never happens on college campuses, does it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but, uh, political discourse and civil discourse. How are you going to have that if you can't if you can't even speak your mind? You know, it's the direct attack on free speech. It it truly it truly is, and I, I guess I want to find out what's the next step in this process. I mean, as I understand it, there's supposed to be a formal hearing to determine whether or not you're disciplined or suspended or even expelled, possibly expelled from the university. When do you believe that actual formal hearing will take place? So they were, um, they were wanting me to, to come in today to, to do a hearing. And they, they said in their, in their policies that I can have a lawyer with me present. Um, and so I, we, we reached 
out to them multiple times trying to trying to get this the hearing pushed back um, so that I can have enough time to you know find myself a lawyer that I actually want to work with because lawyers have been reaching out to me left and right but great um, I, I I need you know counsel from somebody I, I actually uh, trust and, and want to work with so I mean I haven't I haven't really been given the time by the university mm-hmm. to to uh, find someone to, to to give me this counsel and it's it's, it's really upsetting that this process is being pushed through a finals league mm-hmm. with with no regard to you know mental health or anything like that which Salu claims to be a big um, champion of a big supporter of yeah a big champion of, of the mental health so yeah. hey last question uh, you're in college of course not just to obtain an academic education but also to learn a, a, about life itself I mean I that's when I learned to transition from being a kid to being an adult was in college. So let me ask you this, James, as you're thinking about, you're right in the middle of this ordeal. What have you learned about life through this? Um, you know, it's some people just, they, they get positions of power and, and then they decide that they rule the world after that. Uh, it's just, there's, there's right and there's wrong. And, you know, it's, this conduct process is, is not the right thing to do on, on the university's behalf, and, and the fact that they've even they've even said that they're going to potentially weigh suspension or expulsion is just ridiculous. Well, I, I wish you all the best, my friend. I appreciate you coming on with us this evening, uh, St. Louis University student James Dowling. Uh, all the best to you, sir, and uh, I, I keep in touch because I want to keep track of how you're doing because I know this is a big thing going on in your life and I want it to turn out well for you. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, Brad. All right. Thanks for your time. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to open up the phone lines because is this fair? I mean, you heard it from James himself. Is this fair that the university should be allowed to expel a student from college because he posted flyers off campus to promote a conservative speaker who was also off uh, off campus. I mean, the phone lines are open, private, and I'm going to get into some of the legalities of this after the break, but do you think this is fair? 314-436-7900. Call or text at your service here on X. Don't go away. Free speech. Does it exist on campus anymore? You be the judge. And I'd like to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Dan's been holding through the break. Hey, Dan, welcome to Camo X. Hey there, how are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, first of all, I will say that we come from different political uh, belief systems. So I understand that, you know, I will probably be a little bit more biased than that's perhaps fine. you are. And that's, and that's fine. But I'm a SLU grad myself. And I'm also a former university administrator, not at SLU, but across the country at different universities. I also was a former university um, judicial hearing officer, part of those roles. I do think that there are times where conservative views are, you know, certainly scrutinized more than liberal views. I'll, I'll own that. But I really don't think we're getting the full story here. Okay. Um, what first, else do you think first, is going on here, Dan? Because well, I want to hear what your thoughts. You've, sure, you're coming to this all, from an informed perspective, and I want to hear your opinion. 
Sure. First of all, I, I would like to believe, and I hope I'm right in this, that there is a scale of some sort of escalation here where those options that you discussed of possible suspension or expulsion that are on the table, those are quite serious and would not be levied without some prior history of incidents or, you know, if you want to call it aggravated mm-hmm. claims or some, some, some sort of escalation. I, I would find it hard to believe that a university, especially having worked at a Jesuit university before and being a Jesuit grad, there would be a lot more consideration for process and discerning uh, some sort of growth from here, mm-hmm. the things that you've talked about in terms of giving the student a fair opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you, I will tell you, Dan, I read the letter that uh, uh, it was provided to, to Mr. Dowling, and I got a copy of it. I don't have it in front of me. I left it at my office, but I did read the letter. And there was nothing in the letter that said anything other than, being uh, confrontational when he was uh, when he was approached by university officials about posting these flyers uh, off campus. There was nothing else in the letter. That's all that Understood. I know. But you also don't have his full whole file. That's There's true. a lot of times as That's an true. administrator where an isolated case did not look bad enough or, or um, the whole picture, but this was the uh, proverbial icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that deserves expulsion. I think that maybe the letter that you read is probably poorly crafted. I don't know. But the way he explained himself, not having absolutes uh, to his story in terms of knowing exactly what happened or what was said, left a little skepticism for me. Um, True, but shouldn't the, burden, shouldn't the burden be on the accuser, not the accused? Sure, but... I don't think you're getting the full story. Understood. I don't. I don't think he presented himself in the best way. Sure, you know he is probably like he claims, and accurately so, thinking about finals, distracted. He's a student. He's growing. He's probably not a, a formal spokesperson. But I don't know. I, I just think to levy this against our shared alma mater without any sort of uh, other side of the coin. I, is kind of a grab for a headline uh, for him about this conservative values. Now, are there plenty of cases where, as a liberal, do I acknowledge there's a, a bias against conservatism on college campuses? Mm. Probably so. Great. Well, Dan, but, hey, I, I got a bunch of other callers I want to get okay. to, but I, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your perspective, and I thank you for your honest assessment. I really do. Thank you for calling in. All right. Uh, let's go to Ron, who's been holding for a while. Hey, Ron, what's on your mind? Hi there. I'll make this really brief. Uh, this sounds like another issue of the strong arm of the cancel culture. And uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, many, many years ago, there were two conservative speakers on that campus. Uh, I don't know how things have changed, but those speakers were Charlton Heston and um, hmm. William Buckley many, many years ago. I know. I was at the William Buckley. I was there at the William Buckley presentation. I was. Right. I listened to him. I was there. In the in the uh, chapel there, I think it was. In the yeah, church. I heard it. Uh, I don't know that it was the same time, but I did hear William Buckley uh, when I was a SLU student. So that was, uh, I had a lot more hair back then. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ron. Uh, and uh, I think we've got enough time, John, to get to you before we go to a break. Hey, John, what's on your mind? All right. Um, yeah, so I attended the Matt Walsh program, my wife and I. Okay. And, and we're we're in our mid-50s. Um, we heard about this. I kind of was aware of Matt Walsh. 
we went down, we, we tried to get tickets. Well, they moved the venue three times, as as Josh Dowling said, um, you know, on the radio. They moved the venue three times within 24 hours. Wow, that makes it hard to find. Yeah, yeah. And the crazy part of it is, because I, I, I kind of knew of Matt Walsh, and I thought, well, why would a Jesuit university find issue with having Matt Walsh speak? Because he is a practicing Catholic. Most of what he says is conservative. I would assume that the, you know, a Jesuit university would mm-hmm. adhere to to those principles. And it was they were trying to cancel him before he ever got onto campus. Now, now this isn't directly related to to. Um, James to James Dowling. Dowling, yeah, yeah, but but the fact of the matter is is that he um, Matt Walsh, they were trying to cancel him before he ever got on campus, and and the, the, what I saw that was amazingly unruly were the um, it was the the people that that were the 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 pro choice protesters and all the people that blocked Lindell Boulevard where the police had to come up and. and 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 they were all students. These were all students mm-hmm. that were that were blocking traffic on Lindell Boulevard. And, and did you see? That, did you see? I'm sorry to interrupt you, John, but did you see any St. Louis University officials uh, trying to harass or question these uh, pro-life advocates who were blocking Lindell? Like, no. Oh, uh, that okay. Was, that was that was the that was the odd thing. They were chanting. They were. But there were no like the conservative side or the people that were there to see Matt Walsh. Um, right, but my point is though is that is that they were hassling they were hassling James Dowling for posting a flyer, but people were blocking traffic who were pro-choice advocates, and they were not being hassled by the university. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay, John, I think uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry, you dropped out on me. So. Uh, the point I was trying to make is is that university officials were hassling uh, James Dowling for posting flyers, but there were students who were protesting and blocking Lindell Boulevard, and, and school officials weren't doing anything about that. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I don't think that's a coincidence. The St. Louis City Police rolled up and blocked, you know, basically blocked Lindell Boulevard so that they could continue into the street. The other thing that was absolutely amazing. Okay, quickly, was, John, I'm coming up on a break. Okay. The other thing that was absolutely amazing before it all started, while they were out there protesting, Matt Walsh actually walked out to the sidewalk, walked out. And I think, I don't even think they realized who he was. Mm-hmm. And he was standing right in front of them. And, um, but anyway, uh, I'm just astounded that the church wouldn't even want him to speak because you can find his talk online. He spoke for about 40 minutes and it was straight in line with what the church would teach. And clearly the Jesuit um, St. Louis University administrators don't feel the need to follow the, the church's teachings if, if, you, if you heard and saw what I saw. Interesting. Hey, John, I'm really glad you called in. I'm glad you were there, and uh, thanks for listening to CAMOX. All right, thank you. Hey, we're going to take a break. We've got some other folks uh, who are holding, including Daryl. Stick around. We'll be right back on CAMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Freedom of speech, does it work on college campuses today? You be the judge, 314-436-7900. Hey, Daryl, what say you, my friend? Hi, Brad. You hear me okay? Oh, absolutely. I can hear you just fine, Daryl. What's on your mind? Perfect. Uh, Well, the question 
before I placed the call, the question I asked everybody was, is this fair? Uh, no, absolutely not. It is not fair. And that's one of the lessons that, that kids should, should, uh, should uh, probably learning right now is that life is fair. You know what else is fair, Brad? Is okay. that private universities that can control speech, they are private, are subject to alumni donations. By the way, did I mention I'm SLU class of 96 and I'm going to stop sending checks? Also, I believe, and I could be mistaken, that every single attorney in my building <laughs> has graduated from St. Louis University. And I'm going to use my sphere of influence to let them know that maybe University of Chicago, a safe space free zone, would also appreciate their checks instead of St. Louis University. Well, yeah, I, I, you you heard me say earlier, Daryl. I graduated from SLU Law in 1990, so uh, so I'm a I'm a proud SLU Law grad. I I enjoyed my time there. I got a fantastic education, but it troubles me when I learned in for, in constitutional law that the bedrock of our society is freedom of thought and freedom of expression, and now apparently that's being squelched on campus, and that troubles me. Yeah, so the private university they they, they can't squelch it just like I can squelch well, my check. Well, that's true, you can. But you know what, Daryl? Here's the question that I have. I mean, obviously, a private college or university uh, isn't like a public university. First Amendment doesn't apply, but they do accept government funding through student loan programs. They do accept government funding through research grants. And President Trump in 2019 signed an executive order that required universities to honor First Amendment rights on campus, and apparently that's not being enforced. No, it isn't. And, and I, think, I think parlaying that government assistance on private school, uh, schools is, would be a legal stretch, but you're an attorney. You might know better, better than I do. But I want to make one final point before, I le- before you let me go. Sure. Is that... The previous caller may be right. We may not know enough about this kid. We may not have the whole story. He may be right. But one thing I know for certain is that if it was Gloria Steinem instead of Matt Walsh, none of this would have happened. Hmm. Daryl, you speak the truth, my friend. You are exactly right. right. Have a good night. You too, my friend. Thanks for calling in. You know, what occurs to me, well, several things occur to me, but first of all, on college campuses, independence of thought and political discourse should be encouraged, not punished. And think about this. If you went to college, when you were in college, the university is supposed to be the quintessential marketplace of ideas. You know, a place that understands that the test of of truth or acceptance of ideas depends on their competition with one another and not on the opinion of a censor, whether that censor is the government or some other authority, such as the university. And when you look at this incident, and you combine it with an incident that happened in, I believe it was in October, uh, September or October, where there was a pro-life exhibit, there was a pro-life exhibit on St. Louis University campus, and it was destroyed by pro-abortion protesters. And it's, it was shot video. I saw the video on Twitter. And so people were shooting video of their pro-life exhibit being destroyed by other students. They were vulgar. They were cursing. I'm talking about these, these pro-abortion students. And they were harassing and haranguing the pro-life students who had a peace memorial 
recognizing all of the aborted, killed babies that have occurred since 1973. My question is, were those pro-abortion protesters, they were on campus, they were being abusive, and they were being confrontational, and they were destroying property. Have those students been investigated at all? Have those students been threatened with discipline? Have those students received letters from the university threatening to either suspend them or expel them from the university because of their abusive and confrontational conduct? Has that happened? I mean, I'm asking that question rhetorically because you know and I know that that's never happened and that the genesis of this incident in all likelihood is one of bias against conservatives. Even if we don't know all of the answers, even if we don't know all the background with Mr. Dowling, we do know that it most likely would not have happened had it been a liberal speaker. So when I put these two events together, and I know I've only got a minute left, but in the minute I have left, if you put these two events together, it seems like that universities today are no longer a marketplace of ideas. But they've become, I guess, in economic terms, a closed market, which is only open to the current zeitgeist of academic progressive idealism. Disagree with the herd, and you get thrown to the lions. That's unfortunately where we are today on college campuses in America. Brad Young, at your service tonight. I'll be back next Wednesday night from 8 to 10. Stick around. At 10 o'clock, we've got the best of Dave Glover here on Camo X. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.